Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. This episode is dedicated to the last remaining indigenous groups around the world who still cling to their culture and the land their ancestors inhabited. They have knowledge about the land they live on that no one else has, and could share so much with the world if only people would listen. Welcome to Bolivia. This is a country with 36 indigenous people and 37 official languages. It has the world's largest salt flat. Besides supplying salt, it contains several other minerals of use. It is so large that after it rains, the standing water becomes the Earth's largest mirror, making it ideal for calibrating the altimeters for Earth's satellites. Nearby, you will find the Hotel de Salat, built entirely from salt blocks, including the interior and the furniture. It is home to what was known as the Death Road, the world's most dangerous road in the 90s. This is Segment 1, Bare Bones. Location Bolivia is in west-central South America. Official name, Plurinational State of Bolivia, or in local terms, Estado Plurinacional de Bolivia. It is named after Simón Bolívar, a Venezuelan who took a leading role during the Spanish-American Wars of Independence. Nationality, Bolivian. Capital, La Paz is the administrative this is the city Bolivians refer to as the capital, and then there's Sucre, a legislative and judicial capital. Total area, 1,098,581 square kilometers, or 424,164 square miles. This is about the size of Texas and California from the United States combined. Population, 11,975,514. Official language. It is most known as a Spanish state, but other dominant languages are Quechua, Aymara, and Guarani. In addition to these main ones, it has 33 other indigenous languages. The Constitution says that all their indigenous languages are official. There is no official religion. The currency is the Boliviano, and the form of government is a presidential republic. Flag. There are three equal horizontal bands of red at the top, yellow in the middle, and green on the bottom. The red represents bloodshed and the bravery of those who lost their lives in the quest for independence and sovereignty of Bolivia. Yellow represents the country's wealth and mineral deposits and the green represents the richness of the country's agriculture and natural areas. The green also symbolizes hope. In the center of the flag on the yellow band is the Bolivian coat of arms. The coat of arms has a cartouche in the center, which has as a background six Bolivian flags draped on flagpoles. These are arranged so that the three on the left cross the three on the right, so the poles form an X, with the flags flowing down in a semicircular way. There are also four muskets, two on each side, behind the flags. 
At the top of the cartouche is a standing condor with laurel branches behind it. In the center of the cartouche is Mount Potosi, and in the upper part is a rising sun appearing. In the lower part of the landscape there is a llama on the left with a sheaf of wheat and a palm tree to its right. The cartouche is framed with a blue border containing the word Bolivia at the top and ten stars at the bottom. The stars symbolize the nine departments of Bolivia and includes a tenth for the former province of Litoral. In 2009, there was a presidential decree which made it mandatory for a so-called Wifala, a square, multicolored flag representing the country's indigenous peoples, to be used alongside the traditional flag. National Symbols For animals, there's the llama and the Andean condor, for flowers, the cantuta and the patuhu, and for colors, red, yellow, and green. Segment 2, Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate Bolivia is in west-central South America. It is the largest landlocked country in the southern hemisphere. It's bordered by Brazil to the east and northeast, Paraguay to the southeast, Argentina to the south, Chile to the southwest, and Peru to the northwest. Bolivia is an equatorial country where the daylight hours vary little. The climate varies with altitude and can be humid and tropical, or cold and semi-arid. The Andes Mountains cover the western half of the country. There is a high plateau known as the Altiplano, between the mountain ranges, with some rolling hills and long valleys. There are many rivers flowing eastward from this area. The average temperatures here range from 15 to 27 degrees Celsius, or 60 to 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Its rainy season is between December and March, with an average rainfall of around 200 millimeters or 8 inches to the southwest, and more than 800 millimeters or 31 inches over Lake Titicaca. In the northeast, there are fertile semi-tropical valleys, which are drained by narrow rivers. The southeast is mostly plains, which are often swamps during heavy rains. The eastern half of the country has the heaviest rainfall, averaging between 1,000 and 4,000 millimeters, or 40 to 150 inches per year. In this area, the rainy season is from late September to May. The highest point in the country is on the western border in the Andes Mountains, called Nevado Sahama, at 21,463 feet, or 6,542 meters. The lowest point is in the east, by the borders of Brazil and Paraguay. It is the Paraguay River at 230 feet, or 70 meters. The Altiplano region has several salt flats, the largest one called Uyuni Salt Pond, covering about 3,500 square miles, or 9,000 square kilometers. In fact, Bolivia has the largest salt deposits in the world. Lake Titicaca is on the border of Peru and is 3,810 meters, or 12,500 feet above sea level, making it the highest lake in South America. It is deep and cold, and is the highest commercially navigable body of water in the world. Natural Hazards Flooding occurs in the northeast in March and April. There is a potential for volcanic activity in the Andes Mountains, 
on the border with Chile. The last time one erupted was Iruputunku in 1995. Environment The clearing of land for agricultural purposes and the international demand for tropical timber are contributing to deforestation. There is soil erosion from overgrazing and poor cultivation methods, including slash-and-burn agriculture. There's industrial pollution of water supplies used for drinking and irrigation. Other issues are desertification and loss of biodiversity. Bolivia is a party to several international environmental agreements. Some of these are biodiversity, climate change, comprehensive nuclear test ban, desertification, endangered species, hazardous wastes, ozone layer protection, and wetlands. Vegetation The national flower is the cantuta, which is found in the high valleys of the Yungas. The country has a second national flower, patuhu. The cantuta is a fragile and tiny plant with long tubular flowers that look like an elongated bell. They can be magenta, red, orange, yellow, or white, and at times they are multicolored. The cantuta has been called the sacred flower of the Incas, and there's a legend connected to this flower. It's said that long ago there were two wealthy Incan kings, Ilimani and Ilampu, who both had large amounts of land in the Altiplano region. Both were mortally wounded when they fought each other being jealous of the other's wealth. While they were close to death, they both made their only sons promise to avenge their deaths in war. As they promised, the sons battled, and they too were mortally injured. Yet, at this time, the princes forgave each other and instructed their servants to bury them side by side on the battlefield. Pachamama, or Mother Earth, appeared to them before they died and told them they shouldn't be punished for their father's wrongdoings. So she caused the stars of their fathers to fall from the sky, and upon hitting the earth, they formed the snow-capped mountains of the Altiplano, which have been named Ilimani and Ilampu. It is said that the rivers forming from the melting snow caps of these two mountains are the tears of regret from these two men which fertilize the valleys containing the Cantuta. The Cantuta is considered a symbol of unity, since its two primary colors, red and yellow, were the colors used by the king's sons. The Patuhu is a very large herbaceous plant with exotic flowers, which look like a lobster claw, or false bird of paradise. These grow in abundance and have big red, yellow, and green flowers, which hang down in almost a chain-like fashion. There are many species of orchids found only in Bolivia, along with many other plants. Wildlife There are 85 species of animals which are threatened in the country. The Andean condor is the national bird, and the Andean llama is the national animal. The South American river dolphin, or bufeo, has been declared Bolivia's natural heritage. It is a freshwater dolphin endemic to the upper Madeira basin. Its pink in color has a robust body and small head. It is the largest freshwater dolphin in the world and can reach up to 2.8 meters or 9 feet long. It faces many threats such as overfishing, deforestation, and hydroelectric construction. Efforts are being undertaken to conserve this unique and rare species. The llama, the largest animal on the Altiplano, 
is a source of meat, wool, leather, tallow, and fuel in the form of dried dung in rural Andean communities. Common animals seen are the guanaco, the Andean spectacled bear, alpaca, jaguar, maned wolf, capybara, viscacha, which looks like a large rabbit and is considered a pest to farmers, the sloth, piranha, tapir, chinchilla, caiman, which is like a crocodile and living in swamps, the anaconda, which wrap themselves around their prey and strangle them, and the giant otter. The Andean flamingo is one of the rarest flamingos in the world. There are several species of primates found in Bolivia. One is the red howler, which is the biggest of the howler monkeys. Another endemic mammal is the Bolivian chinchilla rat. Sadly, this creature is critically endangered and is found in a single location of 100 square kilometers. For birds, there are several, but one to note is the Bolivian blackbird. There are several different frogs and toads found only in this country. The Bolivian anaconda is found only here. This is in the boa family and reaches between 3.3 and 4.4 meters or 10.8 and 14.4 feet in length and can weigh up to 35 kilograms or 77 pounds. It generally lives in muddy or swampy flooded areas. People There are 36 indigenous groups of people, all with their own customs and most with their own languages. About 68% of the people identify as mestizo, which is mixed Spanish and Amerindian ancestry. About 20% are indigenous, 5% white, 2% cholo, 1% of African descent. About 44% of respondents indicated feeling part of some indigenous group, predominantly Quechua or Aymara. There are thousands of German Mennonite families who inhabit dozens of colonies. The indigenous cultures are divided into three geographical groups, the Amazonia, who inhabit the tropical forests, those in the Andes mountain region, and those in the dry Chaco region of the southeast. The largest cultural indigenous group is the Quechua, at over 2.5 million. They are mostly farmers and cultivate corn, potatoes, other tubers, and quinoa, with their highest yielding crop, cocoa. They also practice animal husbandry. The Aymara are the second largest indigenous group at just over 2 million. They work in agriculture, fishing, animal husbandry, mining, handcrafts, and trade. The Chiquitano are the third largest indigenous group and number over 180,000. They're mostly farmers growing corn, bananas, rice, and cotton. They're also skilled musicians and learned how to build violins from the Jesuits, who established dozens of mission towns around the Chiquitano settlements. The Guarani are mainly ranchers and farmers. They were forced into communities as laborers when the Spanish took control of the Chaco region at the end of the 19th century. This brought them into a state of semi-slavery. Presently, there are an estimated 600 Guarani families still living in these forced labor conditions on estates in the Chaco area. The women are given work in the kitchens, preparing food, combing wool, cleaning, laundry, or caring for small livestock. The men work in farming, animal husbandry, or caring for cattle. All work about 12 hours a day and receive a minimal sum of money. 
They generally live in huts where conditions are inadequate for dignified life, and they are known to be beaten and abused by the estate owners. Several of these indigenous cultures are nearly extinct. The Tapiete are just under 70 today. The Araona are about 120. The Pacahuara are under 20. The Pacahuara were very numerous but were decimated when the Brazilians enslaved them to work on rubber plantations and executed those who tried to escape. They live in the northeastern part of the country where they were relocated by missionaries who helped them escape. They have assimilated with the Chacobo, the dominant tribe in the area, and have adopted their lifestyle, even intermarrying with them. The Guarasugue number fewer than 50. They are primarily hunters, fishers, and gatherers. The Moray number about 100 and grow rice, corn, bananas, and manioc. Religion The Constitution stipulates the state is independent of religion and provides for freedom of thought, spirituality, religion, and worship, expressed individually or collectively, in public and in private. It prohibits religious discrimination, including access to educational institutions, health services, and employment, and protects the right of access to public sport and recreational activities without regard to religion. The Constitution and other laws accord educational institutions the right to teach religion, including indigenous spiritual belief classes. In 2020, there were no reports of significant societal actions affecting religious freedom. About 78% of the population identify as Roman Catholic and 16% as Protestant. There are approximately 1,500 Muslims and 450 Jews. Many indigenous communities practice a mix of Catholic and indigenous spiritual traditions. History Historical evidence shows the city of Tijuanaco was an important center for trade and religion. The empire expanded rapidly through 1000 AD, then disappeared around 1200 AD. With the fall of the Tijuanacans came the rise of the Incas and the Aymaras. The Aymara colonized areas on the slopes of the Andes, using irrigation systems, and froze and dried their crops. They overtook the Urus, who were reduced to fishermen and landless workers. The Quechua-speaking Incas entered the area in about 1450 AD, conquering those who were there, including the Aymaras. They forced local natives to work in their mines, on construction projects, or to serve in the army. The Incas were highly advanced and socially organized. They managed people through government structure. They created the system of roads, aqueducts, and hanging bridges, some of which still exist today. They didn't change the organization of the Aymara kingdoms, allowing them to be autonomous. Those local Aymara governors kept their positions now answering to the Inca. In 1470, two Aymara kingdoms rebelled against the Inca and were defeated. From that time, the Inca established a complete rule over the Aymara and Colasuyo region. They didn't overtake certain cultures in the eastern lowlands, as these cultures are still living in the same way they did hundreds of years ago. The Inca controlled the area until the Spanish came in 1525, searching for silver and gold. 
the Quechua and Aymara people are best known for a system of field terracing, in which they cut stair-like fields into the sides of hills. They understood how this was effective in reducing wind erosion and eliminated water runoff. This is still practiced in agriculture today. The Incas built long-lasting temples and towns, with ruins still in evidence today. Much of their cultural influence in the areas of medical and surgical practices, construction, music and dance, rituals, and art forms were passed on to the cultures they conquered. In 1532, the Spanish defeated the Incas and other ethnic groups in Bolivia. The Incas were unable to defend themselves due to the European diseases brought by their conquerors. Francisco Pizarro led the Spanish army credited with the defeat. For 300 years, the Spanish exploited the inhabitants, forcing them to work, extracting minerals for export to Spain. This began the culture gap between the impoverished indigenous class and the wealthy, lighter-skinned European upper class. During the colonial era, from 1500 to 1800, the city of Potosí was the largest city in the Western Hemisphere. The mountain of Cerro Rico, or Rich Mountain, was mined for silver and tin for over 500 years, until about 1984. The silver mines found in this city were the largest ever discovered in the Western Hemisphere. This is where the Spanish mint was located, turning silver into coins. It became a major commercial hub, and many cities were established between Cusco, Peru, and Potosí, Bolivia. The area of today's Bolivia was historically known as the Viceroyalty of Alto Peru, and established in 1538 by the Spanish. The country was governed from La Plata, a region known as Chuquisaca, now where the city of Sucre is. The Spanish didn't develop the region economically. Their main interest was exporting minerals. The indigenous people were treated terribly, forced to work in mines or as laborers of agriculture. They were given no opportunity for education and couldn't participate politically. Some African slaves were brought in the country as laborers, mainly in the coastal regions. Their descendants now live north of La Paz and are called Afro-Bolivianos. As Jesuit priests came to establish missions, they created self-sustaining communities with textile mills and taught the natives to create typical Baroque-style musical instruments. During the next three centuries, the Spanish and indigenous cultures became very intertwined. The indigenous groups were forced to accept Roman Catholicism, but often mixed that with their own form of worship. In 1809, there was an uprising in Chuquisaca, where mestizos and indigenous groups fought for independence from Spain. Some of the leaders of these groups at that time were Pedro Domingo Murillo, José de San Martín, and Venezuelan Simón Bolívar. This attempt wasn't successful, but on August 6, 1825, Simón Bolívar took the lead in liberating the country from Spanish rule. After a decisive victory led by Antonio José de Sucre, where the Spanish army was defeated, the first declaration of independence was declared. In 1826, Simón Bolívar drew up the constitution for the new republic and named the country Bolivia. In honor of Antonio José de Sucre, he renamed Chuquisica to Sucre, 
who was named first president of the new state. In the next few years, there was great internal strife and an invasion by Peru. These two countries were united and divided several times. From 1879 to 1884, Bolivia went to war against Chile in the War of the Pacific over potassium nitrate or saltpeter, mining concessions which had previously been given to Chilean companies. In this war, Bolivia lost its sea coast and its rich nitrate deposits in the Atacama. It is often called the Great Saltpeter War. During this post-colonial era, the country of Bolivia prospered due to the silver mines, but by the early 1900s these mines were depleted, and tin replaced silver as the country's primary source of wealth. In 1989, the executive and legislative branch seats were moved to La Paz. Bolivia's Supreme Court remains in Sucre. In the early 1920s, the indigenous groups and miners were violently oppressed, and they stood up with several rebellions and revolts. Between 1932 and 1935, Bolivia and Paraguay went to war over the Chaco region in southeastern Bolivia, when it was thought to be rich in petroleum. Bolivia lost nearly 100,000 square miles, about 260,000 square kilometers of its land. This hurt the country's economy, but also brought about improved working conditions for laborers and improved social consciousness for them, as the ruling class was discredited. During World War II, with the demand for tin, the country experienced a short economic boom. In 1943, it supported the German army and declared war against the Axis nations. Part of Hitler's plan was to conquer South America by indoctrination. He started with Bolivia, since it was the heart of the continent, hoping to expand outward, and sent economic aid and Nazi advisors to Bolivia. The working conditions of the miners were deteriorating, and they began to strike. They formed the Movimiento Nacionalista Revolucionario, or Nationalist Revolutionary Movement, the MNR, and stage a successful revolt. However, the regime was not acknowledged by other nations, and the leader was hanged in 1946. In 1952, Victor Paz Estensoro was installed as president and redistributed much of the land, taking away from the wealthy and redistributing among the poor. He nationalized the tin mines, introduced universal suffrage at age 18, and put into place many social and educational reforms. For the next 12 years, the MNR remained in power. The following 20 years brought in several military coups and various elected governments. In 1971, Colonel Hugo Banzer Suarez was installed as president after a military coup. During the seven years he governed, the economy improved greatly. Railways and aqueducts were extended. In 1978, elections were opened, but several short-lived governments took over successively. Throughout Bolivia's recent history, several of its leaders have gone into exile, and few have been brought to justice. From 1985 to 89, Victor Paz Estensoro was once again named president. From 1993 to 96, Gonzalo Sanchez de Lozado, raised as a child and educated in the United States, was elected president. 
During his term, many markets were open to foreign investment, including petroleum and natural gas fields, railroads, airlines, telecommunication systems, and electric power plants. Many countries from Europe and the United States invested millions into the country to explore and produce gas and oil in exchange for 50% ownership in these industries. The government used this money to create a social security system for the general public. In 1997, Bantzer ran for and was elected as president again. In 1998, he declared to the UN that he would work to eradicate all drug trafficking in and from Bolivia by the end of his term in 2002. By 2000, it was announced that the coca plantations had been nearly completely eradicated. This led to protests and clashes, since this brought instability to some regions who were dependent on the coca business. Conversely, it led to general political stability and foreign investors, and enormous natural gas fields and oil fields were discovered. Natural gas became Bolivia's primary source of revenue. The following few years brought about the division of the country into nine governing departments. In 2005, Evo Morales Aima, head of the Movimiento al Socialismo, Movement Toward Socialism, party, won the election backed by his Aymara and Quechua followers. He is the first person of indigenous descent to hold office of president in Bolivia. He is a firm opponent to the coca eradication programs. In February of 2009, a new national constitution was voted in, and it guaranteed autonomy for all of Bolivia's nine states. Current Political and Humanitarian Issues Contraband smuggling, human trafficking, and illegal narcotic trafficking are problems in the porous areas of its border regions, with all of its neighbors, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Paraguay, and Peru. Between Bolivia and Chile, despite tariff-free access to ports in southern Peru and northern Chile and northern Chile, Bolivia persists with its long-standing claims to regain sovereign access to the Pacific Ocean. Issues with Peru, specifically, are the smuggling of archaeological artifacts from Peru to Bolivia, illegal timber and narcotic smuggling, human trafficking, and falsified documents. There are 12,100 Venezuelan refugees in the country. Significant human rights issues included torture and cases of cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment by government officials, harsh and life-threatening prison conditions, arbitrary arrest or detention, serious problems concerning judicial independence, restrictions on free expression, the press, and other media, including violence against journalists by state security forces and censorship, serious actions of corruption, lack of investigation of and accountability for violence against women, crimes involving violence targeting lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and intersex persons, and use of child labor. Government Throughout its history, Bolivia has maintained normal foreign relations with all nations in the Western Hemisphere except for Chile, who defeated them in the War of the Pacific in 1883, and it consequently lost territory too. National elections are held every five years. Executive Branch The President is both Chief of State and Head of Government. 
The cabinet is appointed by the president. Legislative branch. This consists of a chamber of senators and a chamber of deputies. The chamber of senators has 27 seats elected by popular vote. The chamber of deputies has 130 seats, 69 directly elected by popular vote, and 61 elected by proportional representation from party lists. Judicial branch. The Supreme Court. Judges are appointed for 10-year terms by National Congress. The country is divided into nine administrative departments, Beni, Chuquisica, Cochabamba, La Paz, Oruro, Pando, Potosí, Santa Cruz, and Tarija. Universal suffrage is compulsory at 18 years of age for those who are married and at 21 for those who are single. The political parties are Community Citizen Alliance, Movement Toward Socialism, National Unity, Revolutionary Left Front, Social Democratic Movement, and We Believe or Creemos. The military consists of four branches, Army, Navy, Air Force, and National Police Force. There is compulsory military service for one year at age 18. Many volunteer to register and it's estimated that 40% of the armed forces are under the age of 18, since they are recruited as young as 14 years. There are 71,000 active members of the armed forces. The National Police includes an anti-narcotic special force and an anti-terrorist group. The Naval Force is for patrolling some 5,000 miles of navigable rivers to combat narcotics trafficking and smuggling, provide disaster relief, and deliver supplies to remote, rural areas, as well as for maintaining a presence on Lake Titicaca. The Navy also exists in part to cultivate a maritime tradition and as a reminder of Bolivia's desire to regain the access to the Pacific Ocean that the country lost to Chile in the War of the Pacific. Every year, on the 23rd of March, the Navy participates in parades and government ceremonies commemorating the Dia del Mar, or the Day of the Sea holiday that remembers the loss. The military has a history of being involved in politics and has been used by different political parties to stage coups, keep public order, and control the opposition. Several military men have come into power in Bolivia by forcing their way into office or by being elected. The country is a member to several international organizations, including the United Nations, Organization of the American States, International Monetary Fund, World Bank, G20 Developing Nations, Latin Union, Union of South American Nations, and World Trade Organization. Citizenship. Citizenship is granted at birth in the country. There is citizenship by descent only, and dual citizenship is recognized. The residency requirement for naturalization is three years. Economy. Bolivia's income inequality is the highest in Latin America and one of the highest in the world. Between 7 and 16% of the population lives abroad primarily to seek jobs and better wages in Argentina, the United States, and Spain. Increasing numbers have been going to Chile mainly to work in the mines. The sectors contributing to the national GDP are services at 48.2%, industry at 37.8%, and agriculture at 13.8%. 
Natural resources include tin, natural gas, petroleum, zinc, tungsten, antimony, silver, iron, lead, gold, timber, and hydropower. Industries include mining, smelting, petroleum, food and beverages, tobacco, handicrafts, clothing, and jewelry. Agricultural land is at 34.3%, forests at 52.5%, and other at 13.2%. Agricultural products include sugarcane, soybeans, potatoes, maize, sour gum, rice, milk, plantains, poultry, and bananas. Bolivia produces 70% of the world's Brazil nuts. Nearly 25 tons are exported annually. Exports 11.03 billion in US dollar value in 2021. Major goods exported were petroleum gas, gold, zinc ore, precious metal ore, and soybean meal. Major export partners were Brazil, Argentina, India, Peru, and China. Imports 9.6 billion in US dollar value in 2021. Major goods imported were refined petroleum, cars, phones, delivery trucks, and refrigerators and freezers. Major import partners were China, Brazil, Chile, Peru, and Argentina. Unemployment rate. This was 6.9% in 2021. Poverty rate. 37.2% of the population live at or below the poverty rate. Urbanism and architecture. The population is concentrated in three major cities, Santa Cruz, La Paz, and Cochabamba. La Paz is the executive and legislative capital of the country. It is the third most populous city in Bolivia and the highest capital in the world, with an average height of 3,869 meters above sea level. Santa Cruz is the largest and most populous city and is the commercial, industrial, and economic center of the country. People living in urban settings is at 70% of the population. The population density is 11 people per square kilometer, or 28 people per square mile. Family and Households Families are close-knit and play a significant role in social life and structure. Multiple generations live together in rural areas. Men typically are the major money earners, while women tend to the home. In most homes, Sunday is a family day where a meal and leisure conversation are shared. Marriage. When a couple marries, the wife takes on the husband's surname as her own, with the connector de, as in Maria de Rivera. Child-rearing. The average family consists of two or three children. The eldest daughter takes on the role of second mother to the younger siblings, often being called mamitas, or little mums. The girls learn to tend to children and help with household chores. It is typical that the mother is considered the wisest in the family. Children rarely leave home before being married. Teenagers enjoy sports, movies, dances, and parties. In the evening, they often like to stroll along the plazas with groups of friends. Etiquette. Dining is a very formal activity in Bolivia. There are many customs that should be learned before visiting. Their meals are quite long, lasting one to two hours. Bolivians rarely eat with their hands except when eating sandwiches.
They use forks and knives all the time, even when eating pizza, fruit, and what might be considered hard-to-cut foods such as chicken. Slurping, burping, or wiping your nose at the table is not polite. It's not acceptable to use your napkin for this or even to sneeze into it. You should have your own handkerchief or tissue with you for that. Keep your napkin on your lap, not on the table. When something needs to be passed to someone else at the table, don't hand it to them directly. It's best to put the item beside the one requesting it. If you're near the item requested, it should be passed person to person until it gets to the one requesting it. You shouldn't stand up or reach across the table to pass something. Your hands should always be visible when at the table. They shouldn't be in your lap, as hands unseen are construed as a sign of deception. It is disrespectful to have elbows on the table. If you don't like a certain food, do not state your thoughts on it. Instead, it's best to keep quiet and ignore it. If you are drinking wine, do not pour it from the bottle yourself. It's an important custom that the server must pour the wine. If you are invited to someone's home, it is customary to bring a gift for the host. Flowers, chocolates, and wine are common. If children are present, something small for them is also appreciated. It is polite to arrive between 15 and 30 minutes late, but no more. Socializing is usually done mostly before the meal. It is customary to leave about 30 minutes, but no more than an hour after the meal, unless other activities are planned. Always wait to be directed to your seat at the table. All will stand by their chair until the host family begins to sit, signaling that it's okay for you to sit too. After eating, everyone is expected to remain at the table until the last person eating has finished, and the host is ready to leave the table. The food is not placed in serving dishes on the table. Most often, food is plated in the kitchen and brought out to each person at the table. Guests are served first, but one shouldn't begin eating until the host begins. This is often signaled with the host saying provecho. To this you answer gracias. Leaving food on your plate is considered rude, although, in the case that you cannot eat the item, you would be wise to leave it. Be careful when complimenting a food item. That often implies that you want more, and you may be served more even if you weren't asking for it. When you're full, wait until after dinner to compliment the host on the meal. Toasting is common, and the polite thing to do is look at the person being toasted. If it is you, look at the host. Generally, a toast is followed by all saying salut, meaning to your health. Children are expected to behave at the table during mealtime. They shouldn't interrupt conversation and often don't participate in the adult conversation unless spoken to first. They shouldn't be allowed to play under the table or with toys at the table. If your child begins to behave badly, ask the host if you can bring them to another room and give them an activity. Some people bring a nanny or babysitter to attend to their children when visiting others. Then the caretaker can attend to the child when needed. When dining with others, it's rude to check your watch or answer your phone. Instead, you should be enjoying their company. Culture Bolivian culture is influenced heavily by the Aymara, Quechua, and Spanish cultures. Ancient finds show that people were involved in making gold and silver ornaments, stone monuments, weaving, and ceramics. Later, with the influx of Spanish culture, came a distinct style of architecture, painting, and mestizo baroque sculpture. 
Other areas of skill were wood carving, stone cutting, and metal smithing. There's a long history of folklore and a variety of folk music. Bolivians tend to be relaxed about most things, especially time. They are friendly, affectionate, and open. You can see their friendliness as they often hug, kiss on the cheeks, or say hello to everyone they meet. Bolivians enjoy conversation and getting to know others. At first, when meeting, they will offer a handshake. Most of the families and communities have strong religious connections and are considered conservative or traditionalists. Bolivians are known for their traditions of serenading and people-watching. In colonial times, entire families would go to the city plaza to promenade on Sunday afternoons. Today it's known as cruising, and you will see people spending hours circling the plaza on foot, on motorcycles, or in cars. Tea houses are also popular for socializing. There are many traditional Bolivian games, mostly inherited from the Spanish, which focused on putting the strength, skills, and physical abilities of male participants to the test. These are slowly being abandoned for the more modern forms of entertainment. Bolivians are accustomed to having three breaks in the day. This includes workers of businesses, stores, and even some government agencies. One break is taken mid-morning for 15 to 30 minutes to eat a salteña. Everyone stops what they're doing and have a break and enjoy a snack, which can include coffee or tea, a light sandwich, or a baked empanada. If you happen to be in line waiting to be served at a business, it is customary that you will remain in line, no one being helped until the break is over. The second break is the siesta, where stores and businesses close at midday any time between 12 and 3. During this time, many people go home to enjoy lunch with their families. The third break is around 4 to 5 in the afternoon for tea. Most tea establishments are cafes, which also serve pastries. Many people include some food at tea time, so a light dinner is served around 8 or 9 p.m. When eating out, most restaurants won't bring your check until you request it. Do not call a wait person to your table by clapping your hands or snapping your finger. Instead, raise your hand and make a pinching sign with your index finger and thumb. It is customary that when one invites you to a restaurant, they will insist on paying for you. The polite thing to do is decline once half-heartedly. When they insist, accept graciously. You can offer to pay the tip, and next time you eat out with them, you should pay. In the past, Bolivians didn't take their food home from restaurants, as it implied a lower social standing. This is changing due to the influence of people from other cultures. Still, it's best to follow the lead of your host in this matter. Begging happens frequently outside of restaurants. They will at times even enter the outdoor seating areas and approach the tables. Servers will usually shoo them away. You can ask to have your food bagged in the kitchen and pay your server a tip to discreetly hand it to the beggar. After leaving the restaurant and walking a distance away, many people will give a beggar their bagged leftover food. Smoking inside public places is not against the law in Bolivia. Many people smoke in restaurants. If you're a smoker, you should refrain unless your host smokes too. It is expected that if you smoke, you always offer cigarettes to the others in the group. Bolivians tend to be direct in their communication. Giving an opinion or commenting on the appearance of someone is not considered rude. The country scores 5.6 in the Happiness Index 
which goes from zero, unhappy, to ten, happy. For those serving in Parliament, 46.15% are women. Legal Issues In Bolivia, you may find products made with wild plants and animals. Many of these products could involve protected or endangered species, whose sale and export are illegal. Any protected species that is sold or transported, either live or transformed into food, medicinal beverages, leather, handcrafts, garments, etc., could be seized by Bolivian authorities. Some products, including live animals, require special permits when leaving Bolivia. Knowingly importing into the United States wildlife or plants that were taken from the wild or sold in violation of the laws of Bolivia or any other country violate United States law. Under Bolivian law, suspects can be detained for up to 18 months without formal charges during an investigation, and the detention period could be extended beyond 18 months. Legal cases often drag on for years. The death penalty was abolished in 2009. Doing business. It is usual to exchange business cards at the start of a meeting. Punctuality is not extremely important. It's not unusual for meetings to be rescheduled, and you can expect that you will be contacted several times to confirm before the actual meeting occurs. It is quite common to host a business meal and can lead to a more fruitful discussion. They welcome company logo gifts. Business dress is conservative in the cities of La Paz and Cochabamba. In Santa Cruz, due to its warmer climate, dress is more casual. Office hours vary from city to city. In La Paz and Cochabamba, they are generally 9 to 12.30 and then 2.30 to 6.30 p.m. In Santa Cruz, office hours are generally 8.30 to 6.30 p.m. with a two-hour lunch break. Most banks operate from 9 to 4 with some remaining open until 6. Travel in Bolivia can be a challenge. There are only a few reliable paved roads for longer distances. The railroad system is divided into two non-connecting segments, the east and the west. Within local jurisdictions, taxis are available and generally inexpensive. It is safest to use a radio taxi rather than a shared taxi. At night, it's best to only take taxis you have called for. Buses are not recommended. The new cable cars in the city of La Paz are safe and a cheap way to travel. Social provisions. The average paid annual leave is 20 days for those with five years of tenure. There are five paid sick days of leave per year. Minimum length of maternity leave is 90 days. And there is no unemployment protection. Education. It is compulsory for children to attend school between the ages of 5 and 18, and it is free. Primary school completion rate is 91.6%. Those enrolled in pre-primary school is 77.34%. Primary school enrollment is 98.53%, and secondary school enrollment is 89.98%. Public education is of poor quality and educational opportunities are among the most unevenly distributed in Latin America, with girls and indigenous and rural children less likely to be literate or to complete primary school. The educational system is lacking in organization and quality. The schools are often not maintained well and don't have adequate furnishings or supplies. The rural areas have the highest degree of disrepair, 
with roofs or walls caving, a lack of windows or light, bathrooms, desks, or running water. There is no transportation provided for children to get to school. Many children don't go beyond the second or third grade in rural areas. Many parents keep their children home to work in the fields or do household chores, or even provide daycare for younger children. In elementary school and in high school, the students attend in shifts, either four hours in the morning or in the afternoon. Many of the schools don't provide meals or after-school extracurricular activities. New teachers are required to take a position in a rural school for two years before they can be considered for a position in a city school. Many of these teachers spend months away from their families to meet this job requirement. It is not unusual for teachers to be on strike with schools closing for days or weeks at a time, protesting for higher wages or other issues. Trained teachers in primary education are at 90% of the total. Public education is not completely free. Families must pay registration fees and must provide uniforms, books, and materials for their children. Confrontations between teachers on strike and parents are common. The dropout rate is very high. Although over 80% attend all or part of elementary school, under 35% advance to middle school or graduate from high school. When students wanting to go to university take exams, they are ill-prepared. Most parents can't afford to send their children to private universities, and the state universities have very competitive entrance requirements. The Universidad Andina Simón Bolívar is a postgraduate university in Sucre. The oldest private university, Universidad Católica Boliviana, is in La Paz. There are also two public universities to note. Universidad Mayor de San Andrés, the leading public university which is in La Paz, and Universidad Mayor de San Simón in the city of Cochabamba. Going on strike is even frequent at the university level, although not for the same reasons. They more often strike in protest of some political stand or governmental proposition. The university students often join these demonstrations whether they want to or not. Some are threatened by professors at receiving a lower grade or not being allowed to take an exam if they don't support the protests. Roads are blocked, tires are burned, and at times things get violent. Many NGOs, non-governmental organizations, have been working to bring improvements to the educational system. Some are helping to build new schools that are in much better condition than old ones. The schools that are receiving attention have higher education levels and lower dropout rates. Some NGOs are helping whole communities to become self-sustaining. The literacy rate is 92.5%. Healthcare. Bolivia is subject to extreme drought and water shortage. During the dry season, many neighborhoods may not have regular running water. The urban population is at 99.2% of improved drinking water, The rural population is at 80.2%. Bolivia's lack of clean water and basic sanitation, especially in rural areas, contributes to health problems. Improved sanitation facilities are available to 97.8% of the urban population and 48.4% of the rural. Medical care in large cities is adequate but of varying quality. The facilities are generally not equipped to handle serious medical conditions, and risk of infection is high. 
the following diseases are prevalent. Malaria, dengue, rabies, yellow fever, bacterial diarrhea, hepatitis A, chikungunya, and Zika. Leprosy is present in the Yungas region of La Paz. Tuberculosis is endemic in Bolivia. Infant mortality is 25.3 deaths per 1,000 live births. The obesity rate for adult females is 28.4%, and for adult males is 16.8%. Life expectancy for females is 74 years, and for males, 71 years. Food Bolivia has an abundance of fresh vegetables, tropical fruits, and herbs and spices. Chefs are known to use these in very artistic ways. Basic staples for Bolivians include rice, potatoes, soups, fruits, and dairy products. Chicken is the most common meat. There is a great variation in food styles depending on the region. In the Andean region, foods tend to be very hot and spicy. In the tropics, such as Santa Cruz, there is greater use of yucca, fish, vegetables, and fruit. There is also a strong Brazilian influence, with many European and Asian restaurants featuring steak, since it is the nation's cattle ranching area. Santa Cruz is an area well known for its outdoor eating options and steakhouses. Meals often include several courses. They may include finger foods, soup, salad, a main course, and dessert. Some fruits eaten are acai berry, cacao, carambola, which is star fruit, chirimoya, with a soft and creamy interior which is commonly used to make ice cream. There is pakai, which grows in pod-like beans, papaya, platano, and tumbo, which is extremely sour and acidic. Tuna is used, this is a cactus fruit. These are only a few of the very large assortment of fruits available. Comino, which is cumin in English, is a seasoning used often in meat dishes. Anise, or anise, is used in its whole seed form in breads, savory foods, and herbal teas. In its ground form, it is used in sweet baked goods, some candies, cough drops, and cereal. The most popular use for anise is in the huminta. The huminta is a tea time or mid-morning snack made of ground corn, and wrapped in corn husks, like a Mexican tamale. Chuños are freeze-dried, dehydrated potatoes used in many dishes in Bolivia. They look wrinkled and are very hard, but once cooked are very tasty. The process of preservation stems back to the Incas and possibly sooner. The moisture was removed from the potato by freeze-drying them. The potato farmers, Aymara and Quechua people, prepare small fields where the land is very flat and cold. These are the freezing fields where potatoes are spread out directly on the ground and dehydrate in the sun during the day, and then freeze during the night. This process is repeated for several days and nights. Next, they are transferred to a second flat field, the trampling field, where families of farmers remove their shoes and trample on the potatoes. This helps to remove any remaining moisture and causes the peels to crack and fall off. The trampling process is repeated for several days, and the potatoes remain in the field for up to a week after. They will shrink to half or even one quarter of their original size. If it looks like rain, the farmers will quickly work to bundle and remove the potatoes from the ground before they can resume drying again. The potatoes darken to a dark gray, black, or deep purple color and are hard as rocks. Now they're called chuños, 
and can be stored for months or even years under the right condition. To prepare for cooking, they are soaked and washed twice. Some popular dishes. Yahua, a hot sauce served with basically every meal. It resembles a thick and chunky salsa served in American restaurants, but has some different ingredients. It's made from a very hot Lakoto pepper, tomatoes, fresh chopped kirkinya, which is a Bolivian coriander, olive oil, and salt. The closest thing to a Lakoto pepper in the United States is the Serrano pepper. Saltenas, a savory dumpling-like pastry filled with different items. Some contain meat, vegetables, boiled eggs, olives, and other ingredients. Papas rellenas, mashed potatoes with boiled eggs or cheese, deep-fried in the shape of a ball. Pique a lo macho, bite-sized pieces of fries, boiled eggs, beef, sausage, onions, and spicy peppers. Arts. Bolivians have produced works in painting, sculpture, classical and traditional music, and folk dancing. Paintings generally have very vivid colors. They produce rugs and clothing from alpaca fur, and there are many handicrafts that can be found, such as wood carvings, wood sculptures, leather bags, with colorful Andean details. They make various wooden instruments, such as guitars, ukuleles, flutes and drums, and drumsticks. Music comes in many styles depending on the region. Each style comes with its own accompanying dance style. Some are very festive, and others are more melancholy. Celebrations and Holidays New Year's Day, January 1st, Plurinational State Day, January 22nd, Carnival, February 15th and 16th, Dia del Mar or Sea Day, March 23rd, when Bolivians remember the war with Chile in which Bolivia lost ocean access, Good Friday, April 12th, April 2nd, Labor Day or May Day, May 1st, Corpus Christi Day, June 3rd, Winter Solstice Aymara New Year, June 21st, La Paz Day, only in La Paz, July 16th, Bolivia Independence Day, August 6th, Cochabamba Day, only there, September 14th, Santa Cruz Day, only there, September 24th, All Saints Day, November 2nd, a day for the family to clean and decorate ancestral graves and enjoy a picnic, and Christmas Day, December 25th. Sports Soccer, or Spanish football, is the most popular sport in the national sport of Bolivia. Many are extremely devoted fans and many plan their other activities around going to soccer games on Sundays. Oftentimes, there are brawls at soccer matches. There are many other sports enjoyed in Bolivia, including tennis, swimming, whitewater rafting, horseback riding, golf, gymnastics, rock climbing, mountain biking, and motorsports. They do not play baseball and American football. Also, since there are no ice rinks, ice hockey and skating are not done. Mountain trekking and climbing safety. Many popular trekking routes in the Bolivian Andes are at 16,000 feet or higher. Regardless of medical history or physical fitness, you may experience significant health issues due to the high altitude. Exercise extreme caution when trekking or climbing in Bolivia. Don't trek alone and inform family members of your plans and note that you may not be reachable for extended periods 
since satellite communications and internet access can be limited or non-existent. Transportation Use extreme caution when driving on roadways. Few highways have shoulders, fencing, or barriers, and lane markings are minimal. Even when lanes are marked, it is common for drivers to disregard them. Travel during the rainy season, which is November to March, is difficult, as most routes have potholes and roads and bridges may be washed out. Stop signs are rare, and drivers commonly disregard red lights, particularly at night. Drivers don't normally yield to pedestrians. Only about 11% of the roads in Bolivia are paved. Although violent assaults on public transportation are rare, petty theft is common. Avoid taking unlicensed taxis. Most intercity travel is by minibus, and bus accidents are responsible for deaths and severe injuries. There are seven registered air carriers in the country and 21 airports with paved runways. There are pipelines carrying gas, liquid petroleum gas, oil, and refined products. There are about 4,000 kilometers of railways. There are about 10,000 kilometers of navigable waterways. There are 45 merchant marine vessels with one river port, Puerto Aguirre. Bolivia has free port privileges in maritime ports in Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Paraguay. Communications Bolivia has many private newspapers and broadcasters. There are hundreds of radio stations. The government operates a TV station and a community radio. Freedom House reports that independent media is pressured by officials, with journalists fearing the loss of jobs if their reports are critical of the authorities. There are five fixed telephone subscriptions per 100 people. There are over 100% with mobile cellular subscriptions. The fixed telecom market is provided by nonprofit cooperatives focused on improvement of services, such as broadband and paid TV services. Some operators adopted fixed wireless technologies and fiber optic capacity. Fixed broadband services migrating from DSL to fiber remain expensive and largely unavailable in most areas. The country has historically relied on satellite services or terrestrial links and inaugurated a new cable running via Peru to the Pacific. There are operator aims to increase coverage through mobile networks for voice and data access, especially to rural areas. The Space Agency plans to boost satellite-based internet. In 2020, communication towers in Yapakani were destroyed due to pandemic conspiracy fears. Broadband fixed subscriptions are at 8%. About 44% of the population were online by 2017. Energy Bolivia has the second largest reserves of natural gas in South America. It exports natural gas, but there are no imports. Electricity is available to 93%. It produces the electricity it needs without importing or exporting any. Fossil fuels are used for developing 76% of the electricity, 18% from hydroelectric plants, 7% from other sources, none from nuclear. Crude oil is produced, some exported and none imported. The country has crude oil reserves. It produces refined petroleum products having both exports and imports. Travel Chulumani 
is a small town which cascades down the hillsides of Sud Yunga. It has sprawling cocoa plantations, banana trees, and tropical palm gardens. It is known for its mineral streams and its many festivals. Rore Nabake is the destination for outdoor adventurers. Here you can hike and go ziplining under the canopy of a primeval forest. There are seven World Heritage Sites on the UNESCO list in Bolivia. I will discuss five of them next. Sucre, the official capital. It is small as a capital city goes, with just about 300,000 people. It illustrates the blending of architecture of local traditions and styles with Latin American style. Potosi, the city, is said to have been the world's largest industrial complex in the 16th century. The small hamlet in the Andes at 4,000 meters high contained a major silver mine which brought prosperity to the area at that time. This site has conserved the whole production chain from the mines to the royal mint and the quarters used for colonists and laborers. There is still mining activity here today, but the Potosi Mint is now a museum, the Casa Nacional de Moneda. Fuerte de Samaipata is an archaeological site with two distinct parts. There is a hill which is thought to have been the ceremonial center, and there is an area to the south of that which formed the administrative and residential district. It was occupied in the 14th century by the Inca, who made it a provincial capital. Before that, it is known to have been occupied by the Mohokoyas as early as 300 AD. Noel Kempf Mercado National Park It is one of the largest parks in the Amazon basin. It has varying habitats, including palm forests, rainforests, gallery forests, semi-deciduous forests, swamps, and savannas. It has an estimated 4,000 species of flora and over 600 bird species. There are also many globally endangered or threatened vertebrae species in the park. Tiwanaku, a pre-Hispanic area of the southern Andes, which was in its height between 500 and 900 AD. This city was mainly built of adobe and has since been built over by a modern town. However, the monumental stone buildings of the ceremonial center remain intact. In ancient times, it was a spiritual and political center, oriented to the cardinal points and equipped with a complex system of underground drainage which controlled the flow of rainwater. Tiahuanaco this is one of the most popular tourist attractions for those interested in the archaeology and history of the Bolivian highlands. Lake Titicaca, the largest lake in South America, extending into Peru. It's formed by the waters from 27 different rivers, which flow down from the glaciers of the Andes and contains many islands. Along the lake, there are Amara and Uru boat builders keeping alive the tradition of making transatlantic totora rafts, or reed boats. There is a natural history museum, the Museo de Historia Natural Noel Kempf Mercado, which is a research center in biodiversity conservation in Bolivia. The United States State Department issued a travel advisory April 19, 2022, Level 2. Exercise increased caution due to civil unrest. Demonstrations, strikes, and roadblocks can occur at any time, and demonstrations can result in violence. 
Roadblocks and strikes may cut off traffic and restrict the flow of goods and services around the country. Domestic and international flights may be delayed or unexpectedly canceled. The high altitude can pose a health risk to travelers, even those not known to have medical conditions affecting blood circulation or breathing. This is an even higher risk when people fly into El Alto International Airport in La Paz. This is the highest airport in the world. Approximately 75% of people experience some unpleasant effects of the high altitude, which usually persists for a few days until the body adjusts. Some symptoms can include headache, nausea, vomiting, and insomnia. All adults visiting La Paz or other high-altitude cities in Bolivia should consider taking a medication, such as acetazolamide, to help reduce the symptoms of high-altitude sickness. It is available in the United States only by prescription, but in Bolivia it is sold at local pharmacies. This should be discussed with your doctor before you begin your travels to Bolivia. Other suggestions for combating high-altitude effects are to avoid alcohol within the first week of arrival and limit your activities for the first few days. Some should reconsider travel to Bolivia if they have respiratory infections or are pregnant. People with other pre-existing conditions such as diabetes, heart disease, and even obesity are at a particular risk for life-threatening complications. One should consult their doctor before visiting. Water treatment methods do not meet U.S. standards. Avoid consuming unfiltered tap water. People usually consume only bottled water, refuse ice, and sanitize all products, such as fresh fruits and vegetables, with special disinfectants or bleaches. Ensure all meat products are completely cooked due to a higher risk of salmonella or other contaminants. Emergency medical care outside of large cities in rural areas, and inside national parks is inadequate. Ambulance services are limited to non-existent. Injured or seriously ill travelers may prefer to take a taxi or private vehicle to the nearest major hospital rather than wait for an ambulance. Prescription and over-the-counter medications are widely available. However, many pharmacies only stock generic brands. Crimes most common are pickpocketing, assaults following ATM withdrawals, and car theft. LGBTI travelers. The Bolivian Constitution prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. There are no legal restrictions on same-sex sexual relations or the organization of LGBTI events in Bolivia. Women travelers. Bolivia has one of the highest domestic violence rates against women in South America. A very high percentage of women have experienced intimate partner violence. Segment 3. Who is? Susana Castillo. This is an artist who works with several different media, including watercolor paints, sculptures of bronze and clay, wood, ceramics, glass, tin, and photography. She has been commissioned to paint many notable people, including Pope Benedict XVI. Roberto Mamani Mamani. His artwork is recognizable by its bright, colorful style. He's an indigenous Aymara who likes to incorporate such things as condors and the moon. He aims to include symbols and traditions of his forefathers. Simon Bolivar. Bolivia got its name from Simon Bolivar, the military and political leader that changed the course of colonial South America. 
he started with Venezuela in beginning a revolution of South American independence from Spain. His struggle would take him all over South America, and his cause gained followers every day that passed. After having liberated Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, and Peru, he ended by liberating Bolivia. Bolivar led Bolivia on the path to democracy and independence. Raquel Welch, famous actress. Segment 4, Who Would Have Thought? Bolivia is famous for having the world's largest salt flats, being the third largest producer of cocaine in the world, having the highest capital city, having more varieties of plants than anywhere else. Interesting info. Bolivia has the world's largest salt flat, the Salar de Uyuni, which covers over 10,000 square kilometers or 4,000 square miles. It is near the crest of the Andes Mountains in a high plateau region called the Altiplano and sits at an elevation of 3,656 meters or about 12,000 feet above sea level. The Altiplano includes both saltwater and fresh lakes and salt flats, and is surrounded by mountains with no drainage outlets. It contains 50 to 70 percent of the world's lithium reserves. It also contains large amounts of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and borax. Because of its exceptional flatness, it is ideal for calibrating the altimeters of Earth's satellites. Following a rain, the motionless surface water transforms the flat into the world's largest mirror, 129 kilometers or 80 miles long. It has been used for filming movies such as Star Wars, The Last Jedi, The Fall, Salt and Fire, and The Unseen. It is one of the most famous tourist attractions in the country. The Hotel Luna Salat is built entirely from salt blocks, including the interior and the furniture. There are islands in the Salar de Uyuni, which include fragile coral-like structures and deposits that often contain fossils and algae. One, named Isla Inca Huasi, is 24.6 hectares or 61 acres and is covered in giant cacti and has a tourist center. Other shrubs on the islands include pilaya, tola, quinoa, and quenya. It is a migratory breeding ground for flamingos which feed on the brine shrimps. About 80 other bird species are present. Some are the horned coot, Andean goose, and Andean hillster. Land animals that can be seen here are the Andean fox, or culpeo, and the rabbit-like viscachas. Kwembe Biocenter is the world's largest butterfly sanctuary. There are two domes with butterflies. There's also an orchard garden in the park, which displays a diverse collection of Bolivian plants. You can visit their aviary with macaws, parrots, toucans, peacocks, and other tropical birds. It offers a full resort with hotels, camping facilities, picnic and barbecue areas, restaurants and bars, two pools, a beach volleyball court and soccer field, large lagoons for kayaking or fishing, children's playgrounds with shallow wading pool, horseback riding, mountain biking, hiking trails, and biolabs where you can learn about the different species you've seen. The Witches Market in La Paz sells many good luck charms that Bolivians feel will ensure the goodwill of Mother Earth. This stems largely from the traditions of the indigenous people. 
charms, herbs, and powders can be found which are used to influence the gods and other people. One of these items is a llama fetus, which they bury at the worksite before a house is built to rid the building of bad spirits. Miners will buy various items such as alcohol, sweets, and coca to keep them safe from the dangers of working in the mines. A dried frog with a cigarette in its mouth is used for a successful business. Students will buy carved stone charms representing owls for wisdom or suns for energy. A tortoise represents health, while a condor makes for safe journeys. There is another market in La Paz, the Mercado Negro, which is a literal black market with all items being contraband. Valle de la Luna is a fantastic lunar-type landscape, only 10 kilometers or 6 miles south of La Paz. Discover the Amazon rainforest to see the forest and its many animals. You can choose a pompous tour where you are in a wetland savanna on the edge of the Amazon basin rather than deep in the jungle. This often includes a jeep ride in motorized canoe. The lack of trees means it's much easier to spot wildlife. Another option is the jungle tour where you will stay overnight in accommodations and travel via canoe and do some trekking through the jungle. The North Yungas Road, also known as the Death Road, was known as the world's most dangerous road in the 90s, before a safer alternative was built. It was constructed by Paraguayan prisoners of war from the Chaco conflict in the 1930s. It is a gravel road of 69 kilometers or 43 miles, three meters wide with no guardrails, and often with low visibility due to fog, and can have a muddy surface. Before the newer road was completed in 2006, an estimated 300 people per year died on this road. Today, extreme tours are taken by adventurers hiring tour operators to lead them up the pass. Other extreme sport lovers you can encounter here are cyclists experiencing the road on bikes. San Pedro Prison is a tourist attraction. It is permitted for inmates to live in the prison with their families, to work, earn, and even buy or rent their accommodations. There are 5,055 footprints from at least eight different species of dinosaurs in Bolivia on one limestone slab, 1.5 kilometers or 0.9 miles long, and approximately 80 meters or 262 feet high. They are said to be 68 million years old. The footprints are on a vertical wall, due to tectonic plate activity which pushed the flat ground up to such an angle. The guinea pig is a delicacy in Bolivia, usually served whole with the legs and head pointing up. The mountainous western region of Bolivia is one of the highest inhabited areas in the world. The northwestern part of Bolivia and the southern region of Peru is where the common potato is said to originate. In southeast Bolivia in northwest Argentina, it is thought to be the original site for peanuts. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Bolivia. Next time we'll hear about the Sarajevo Olympics of 1984. It was the first ever Winter Olympic Games held in a socialist state and a Slavic language-speaking country. It was also the first Olympics to take place in the Balkans. Here you'll find a historic timepiece, which is said to be the only clock in the world that keeps lunar time. This is becoming a hot spot for vacations, with over 1 million people visiting annually. 
It had the third highest tourism growth rate worldwide from 1995 to 2020. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout out in my next episode and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout-out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.